welcome to the Black Women's World Podcast. Welcome to Black Women's World, where Black women vibe and thrive together. And if you ain't a Black woman, you'll get to know at least one. Because this Black Women's World, my Black Woman's World, is whatever I say it is, simply because I am. So welcome, Sister Nistas and Sister Nista lovers. We're here for you. Much love and peace. I remember when I was a freshman entering college, I thought I had to be like the college girls on the show, A Different World. Remember that? I thought about the effects of being so influenced by entertainment. Back in 1987-89, the cast of the show had the fashion sense that oozed being eclectic, confident, hip, and independent. They were smart, funny, creative, and their problems got solved in 30 minutes. So, I thought I had to have the right asymmetrical hairstyle, their body type, be popular, hang out, and have the perfect college male friend who only wanted to walk me to class, go with me to events where folks were coupled off, and kiss. Just kiss. I thought I had to have good camaraderie with the dorm matron, the RAs, the folks in the cafeteria, and my professors like they did. Remember Kimberly Reese and Mr. Gaines being buddies? I wanted the grades and everything else that looked like a hip college student. It seemed like a lot of pressure to live up to what I thought a college freshman at an HBCU would look like, and I knew I didn't have what it took. I didn't have the money to buy the clothes. My parents and home life was not like the Huxtables. I didn't have the swag or the willingness to give up what I liked about myself to attempt to become popular. I didn't even know how to be popular. I wasn't at all popular in high school, so no need to cram for it now. I lacked the discipline it took to get and maintain a GPA worth bragging about. Truth be told, I wasn't one who was ever into a lot of fashion. I liked my hair the way it was. I could do it myself, and it looked very nice. I was satisfied with my small waist and big hips and thighs, in spite of smaller girls who could get boyfriends. I didn't have a boyfriend in high school, and college was no different. Some of my good friends were guys, so I was never really impressed by boys or men romantically. And I didn't want the headache of having to fend off more than a kiss. Nor did I want to be the subject of some of the boys' locker room conversations I had become privy to. I didn't like to go out and it seemed like too much of a chore to have to do my hair, put on makeup, and clothes to get all sweaty from dancing, or be the dreaded wallflower. Those appropriate club clothes and heels were so uncomfortable, and I didn't think a young man's compliments or not would be worth my discomfort. I wasn't at all like the girls I saw on TV or most of the ones who were on my college campus. There were a couple of friendships I made back then that are still viable today. One of them inspired me to write this book. We wore just a little hint of misfit. But at that time, my young mind was whipped by ignorant expectations and innocent perceptions 
of their impressions. My self-induced pressure made peer pressure look like a punk, and both pressures felt overwhelming before I even attended my college orientation. I had a level of support at home, and I believe my parents supported me the best they knew how. But their support was energized by a level of Christianity that wasn't conducive for the environment I was venturing into. It didn't match the level of support I thought I needed. Yet, I was able to maintain most of those values when they were nowhere around for my relationship with God had developed my own values, convictions, and thought-provoking questions. But the possible rejection of not being able to be obedient to them and the perception of godliness they instilled in me was overwhelming. I almost didn't go to college that year. I was more worried about finding a church than I was about finding my class. I was afraid of not being who I saw on TV and what other students who went to college a year or so before had seemed to become. The weight of my own expectations was sickening, literally. It was too much to reach for, but I went on to Winston-Salem State University anyway. One day, within the first few weeks of school and during my voice class, my professor spoke words that would shift the entire perception of my life. She was talking about what it would take to succeed in her class, be a good student, a good freshman, and graduate. I had the good student and the good freshman part down, but I must not have wanted to graduate because I didn't. She didn't talk long. She seemed to want to get right to the singing part of the class, and I wanted her to, too. But she talked about not having to do what you think it takes to fit in. She said, whatever a freshman is, you already are because you are here. You made it in. You made it here. Whatever it takes to be a boy student, you already are because you are in this class. Now just do the work. Bring your whole mind in and just do the work. Those words rang in my ear and throughout the corridors of my entire life. I felt she was only talking to me forever. Those words caused me to appreciate being different and create a new and very positive perception of myself. I wrote them down. I read them daily for a while until I began to know. Whatever I am, a freshman is. I felt empowered to shape the definition into what I wanted it to be. I was able to see that I had the power to become the definition and the personification of anything I decided to be. I could make it look bad. Or I could make it feel so right to me in a way that would positively affect others. It wasn't about the girls I saw on TV, the stereotypes, expectations of my parents, and the resistance of being a negative statistic and the confines of religion and all the students on campus or societal ideas. That day, at 18 years old, I decided to live from the principle, what I'm reaching for, 
I already am. Just bring my whole mind in with me and do the work. That experience helped me intensify the expanse and the growth rate of all of my questions too. I realized that day I didn't have to succumb to self-induced nor external pressures to be what I already was. I was me first. I was a college student. I was a freshman. I was in her voice class. I realized the purpose for me being there was already being fulfilled simply because I showed up. I had to discover I was enough regardless. I didn't have to be like anyone else or allow stereotypes, statistics, and generalizations to define me, mine, or anyone else's. No matter what perceived ideas or ideals have been, I had the God-given privilege and responsibility to incorporate them, change them, let them expire, or just go away. Your Testament What about you? What are you reaching for that you already are? What definitions or labels have you been trying to live up to? How will you bring your whole mind with you and do the work? How will you commit to doing the work? How will you decide and implement that you don't have to fulfill anyone else's assumed expectations or ill-fitting definitions to be who you are or become all you want to be? Once you begin to live your decisions, you become the definition. For me, that was an introduction to a greater level of inner peace that defied my own common sense. The pressure was off. Peace emerges. The benefits of knowing who you are incorporate a sustaining peace into your life. Some live such lives of chaos where peace seems boring. It's not a fairy tale peace where there are no troubles or sorrows, but the peace of being able to see chaos and problematic issues and know they are dead already. That peace trumps everyday understanding, contentment in spite of it all. The benefits of knowing who you are are infinite and the positive ripple effect is immeasurable. Knowing your purpose offers you the benefits that will set you on a progressive path to discover, evolve, create, implement, and achieve continually. I really hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode titled A Different World Girl because it is based on an excerpt of my 2013 Amazon best-selling book, The Book of Purpose, The New Testament. Yes, that what you just heard is me reading it on the Audible app. The book is available on Audible in its entirety, and you need to download it and listen to it, whether it be through your earphones, your earbuds, your AirPods, or listen to it out loud in the house or when you're driving in your car. Because listen, it's calming, it's soothing, and then the questions at the end of each section 
are very thought-provoking, all to bring you into a greater sense of being the best version of you there is. Happy anniversary, the Book of Purpose, New Testament. It's been 10 years, baby. My first book, Baby of Three, all of which are, are Amazon bestsellers, among other best-selling lists. So go and listen to the Book of Purpose on Amazon, or you can order it wherever fine books are sold. Uh, my other three books are available as well. But I hope you know that you being different and unique is a beautiful thing. There's a song out where a young man talks about a woman's body being a wonderland. And I was like, oh my God, who is he talking about? But then I had to think about before he wrote that book, the psalmist David wrote, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Baby, you are wonderfully made. And you get to explore the uniqueness of the being that God has called you to be. That's all self-discovery is. Finding out more about the God in you and making that come alive. Mm, mm, mm. I just blessed myself with that. So listen, the Book of Purpose is the only book I have on Audible. So go ahead and download it. Let me roll with you listen to it. You can listen to it on your way to sleep because it's just that calming. I'm grateful and I love y'all for real. Much love and peace. An Amazon best-selling author with an ARC Book Club Incorporated five-star rating and your self-discovery companion, Tracy Mack is setting positive change ablaze with her three incredible books. Looking for an interactive resource that reveals how to strategically overcome obstacles that can hinder you from developing your purpose and consistently enjoy the limitless benefits of living your best life? Well, grab your copy of Tracy Mack's book, the Book of Purpose, the You Testament, through true stories, real-world examples, and thought-provoking questions and principles, you can make your best dreams a reality and achieve big goals that sustain peace in your life. Your solution has arrived. If you are ready to live an amazing life of change with sustainable results and measurable success, get your copy of one or all three of these awesome books where fine books are sold today to start your journey. You've been listening to Black Women's World Podcast, the BWWP, brought to you in part by Tracy Mack Solutions for Life Institute Coaching and Training Services. No doubt you have enjoyed being in our world, and it doesn't have to stop here. Head on over to blackwomensworld.com. This is my personal invitation to you to stay connected with me on social media and more. I'd love to see you there, and I'm so grateful you came to be with me here. Invite someone else to join you in our kingdom next time so they can feel the vibe of our tribe of Sister Nistas and Sister Nista lovers too. Remember to be kind, be authentic, be generous, be excellent, be grateful, and while you're at it, go ahead and be extraordinary because that's just what Sister Nistas do on purpose through mission with passion and compassion. It's a black woman's world, baby, and you, my Sister Nista, are proof. I'm your self-discovery companion, your professional peacemaker, and your host, Tracy Mack. Wherever you are in the world, may you love and be loved by somebody. Peace.